Hi, my name is Nancy Davis Coe, and I'm going to share the story of how I sought joy in a rather unexpected way and really never saw it coming. Uh, The story is that I was approaching a big birthday year, and I decided that what I would do that year is write a thank you letter once a week to someone who had helped or shaped or inspired me. And the reason I did that is because I felt like everything was going really well. I was married at that point for 24 years. My girls were doing fine. We have two daughters. My parents were around. And I just sort of had this sense that if I didn't take a moment and acknowledge my good fortune, then that was a pretty ungrateful way to live. So I thought what I will do is just write simple thank you letters once a week for the year. And, you know, it'll just be sort of some karmic good housekeeping, if you will. So as soon as I started writing the letters, I wrote to my mom and dad. And my dad was really cute. He thought the letter was so great. He called me and said, Nancy, I love it. I put it in a frame. I put it up over my desk so I get to see it every day when I sit down. And six months later, I was looking at that framed letter because I was sitting at my dad's desk writing his eulogy. Uh, He was 81, so he was not a spring chicken, but he was a pretty healthy guy, uh, except that he wasn't. He had brain cancer that had not been diagnosed, and my dad was gone six six weeks after the diagnosis. And all I could think was how grateful I was that I had taken the time to write that letter and let him know what he meant to me at a point in his life when he could still appreciate it. And throughout his last weeks on earth, I didn't have to worry that he didn't know how much I loved him. And it was at that point that I was starting to realize that I, the writer of the thank you letters, was getting at least as much benefit as the people who were on the receiving end of my letters. Because Every time I sat down to write one of these letters, I would feel better physically, better mentally. I always felt like a sense of warmth in my chest and this kind of, you know, instead of my my shoulders being scrunched up by my ears, they would settle down. And it was just this amazing way to remind myself once a week that even when I've had problems in the past, someone has always been there to help me, whether it was my dad, you know, I wrote these letters to friends. The more I wrote the letters, the more I... could see all these people who had helped me. So I started writing letters to my kid's pediatric nurse, who had been just a really steady source of comfort and information for me as a parent. And I wrote to an old boss who was really, really nice in the way she laid me off. <laughs> uh, you know, not somebody I would have thought I'd write a thank you letter to, but when I sat and thought about her, she was so kind to me during what could have been a really terrible time of my life. And I wanted to acknowledge that to her and let her know that I appreciated it. So that was it. I wrote 50 letters over the course of what ended up being about a year and a half. And I thought that was the end of it, except that people kept asking me about it. I had friends who said, you know, how did you do this thing? Or people who had received the letters wanted to know more about how I decided who to write to. And from that came my book that came out from Running Press in December of 2019. It's called The Thank You Project, Cultivating Happiness One Letter of Gratitude at a Time. And really, it's just a blueprint for anyone who reads it to figure out how they might want to replicate and create their own thank you project. So it's part how-to and part memoir. And one of the things that I loved about writing the book is that it gave me a chance to go back and figure out this science of gratitude because there's an emerging body of science around why gratitude and happiness are so tightly coupled. And I got to totally nerd out on that piece of it and learn that, yeah, that warm feeling in my chest, that's something that's called elevation. And that feeling of calm and connection That has absolutely been proven in scientific literature and studies that a deliberate expression of gratitude is a really effective way 
to hit the reset button and make yourself feel less alone, make yourself feel less anxious and worried. And so I wanted to write this book in a way that would help people get motivated and not even, this is what I keep saying throughout the book, you don't even have to write a letter, but if you just think about these people in your life who you've crossed paths with, who have influenced you in an important way, it starts to put you into the habit of looking for those good things. That's something that scientists call positive recall bias. And what it means is you get in the habit of looking for good things in life by looking for good things in life. So I'm hopeful that the book is sort of a blueprint that will walk you through it. I, of course, think you should write the letters. I wrote the letters. I think you should. But I understand people have different approaches to this. So I just tried to make it kind of fun. And I include stories of other people who have done different kinds of gratitude projects. I also include playlists because one of the things, if we're talking about seeking joy, one of the things that brings me great joy is music and live concerts and dancing. Uh, I have a podcast called Midlife Mixtape, and I have a blog by the same name where we talk about the years between being hip and breaking one. And to me, the great leveling question in the world is, what was your first concert and what were the circumstances? So that's how we always start off the show. But I think the point I want to drive home is that sharing your gratitude with people has such an incredibly profound effect not just on you, but of course on them. And again, back to the research, one of the things that I thought was interesting was the research I found that said that people tend to overestimate how awkward they will feel in sending a gratitude letter, and they tend to underestimate how happy the recipient will feel. So, you know, I wrote letters to people who live in my house with me, and I was really so happy to write letters to my husband and my kids because there's so many people in our lives we take for granted but what would you do without them? What? How would you be different as a person without them in your life? I mean, you would probably be profoundly different. But one of my favorite letters to write was to a friend who I was no longer in touch with. Uh, this was somebody who had been a really close friend of mine through middle school and high school, you know, someone I spent tons of time with. And after college, we went our separate ways. And I had felt that that was his doing, not mine. I really felt a little bit hurt because I knew he was in touch with other friends of ours. And this was in the years before social media, so we couldn't keep track of each other on Facebook and whatnot. But this was somebody who had been one of my very best friends, and then suddenly I was just ghosted. And for years, I had resented him, and I had felt really hurt by what I considered the desertion of the friendship. And as I got to, I don't know, letter 32 or 35 or something, I was getting so good at, you know, looking around and saying, what's good about this situation? What good has this person brought to me in my life that I knew he needed to get a letter and I didn't plan to send it? One of the great things about the Thank You Project, you never need to send a letter. People don't know that you're writing thank you letters. So if you decide to write it just so you can get your feelings on a piece of paper and then you file it away, that's great. That works just as well to create more happiness in your life. So as I say, I wrote this letter to my friend and I said to him, you were you were a stalwart friend to me in high school. I would not have made it through high school without you. And I felt better having written it. I also felt a little bit ashamed because looking back at some of the circumstances of high school, I realized that he had, he was one of those people who always gave me good advice that I never took. I was always like, nope, I know better. I'm going to do it my way. And I'm sure I drove him crazy because I was constantly just making weird choices for myself that he could see were weird choices and I couldn't. 
And really, by the time I finished the letter, I kept thinking, wow, it's amazing that he stayed friends with me as long as he did. I'm glad, you know, I should just be glad that I got to, I got to know him for as long as I did. And that's really it. I put the letter away. Well, a couple weeks later, who reaches out to me on social media but my old friend, who had heard about my dad, in fact. That was the impetus for him getting in touch. I really believe that if I hadn't gone through that process of thinking about forgiveness, both towards him and towards myself, I don't know that I would have been so happy to hear from him. But as it was, I was thrilled. And I didn't care why he had stopped being friends with me. All I could think was... This is great because now I have a chance to make up to him for being such a lousy friend when I was in high school. So, you know, some of these letters that you write that you have a little bit more perspective than when you were in the moment, I think it's an interesting way to kind of go back and reframe your story and really understand what you've learned and understand, you know, that you did the best you could at the time, but maybe you would make different choices now. And it's a really, I think, effective way to foster self-gratitude and to look around and say, gosh, I may be imperfect, but look at all these people that I've surrounded myself with. Look at how smart I have been to find these helpers to whom I'm writing these letters now. So I think that's probably my biggest takeaway. What I've learned from sharing my story is that I've done a good job at creating relationships with people who care for me. And by writing these letters, I've strengthened those relationships. I have made sure that those people know that I care, that I value their role in my life. And that's that's not nothing. Um, so I think that's one of my biggest takeaways. And now when I think about my biggest dream, I would love for this message to get out into the wider world. I would really love it if there were thank you letters flying every which way in 2020 as people hear from former students or childhood friends or your roommate who you live with. Just getting that gratitude out into the world because the people who are receiving these letters are going to benefit, but the people who write them will benefit just as much. So that's my goal for 2020 with the thank you project. I would love to have the chance to talk to live audiences about it because there's some great stories behind the letters. And I just want to be a resource to help there be more gratitude in the world. So that's me, Nancy Davis Co. signing off. Thanks, you guys. We all have a story to share and a voice that is meant to be heard. And we want to share yours. For more information and to get involved, visit storiesofinspiringjoy.com. Stories of Inspiring Joy is a production of Seek the Joy Media and created by Sydney Weiss. You can find all episodes on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And if you like the show, hit subscribe, leave us a rating and review, and follow along on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're creating greater connection and community, one powerful story at a time.